Welcome to the Nurse Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume RX, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Hey, real quick, before we dive into the episode, I want to let you know that this episode is a feature from one of our NP Specialty Takeovers episodes. What we're going to be doing is over the next few months, we're going to be featuring four different NP specialists giving a behind-the-scenes look into their career, how they got there, what they studied, kind of how they emerged into the specialty. Now, you'll hear four of these episodes here on Nurse Becoming, my regular public podcast. However, if you want to hear all 10 of the specialty takeovers episodes and hear them right away because they're all available right now, I have them inside of a private podcast feed that I would love to share with you. So if you head to nptakeovers.com, that's nptakeovers.com. You can enter your email address and for free get access to this fun private podcast feed with all 10 of the NP Specialty Takeovers episodes. So I hope this is helpful and let's dive right in. Hello, hello, Amanda here. Welcome to the NP Specialty Takeovers series. I am really excited to feature some colleagues of ours in the nurse practitioner world who are working in specialties and who I've invited on to this special series to share a little bit about them personally and what their path was, how they got into their specialty, and basically a behind the scenes of what their day-to-day life looks like working in the specialty. So I am super excited for this. What I did was I had a while back, I put up a question box on Instagram and asked my audience what specialties you would like to learn more about. And I got so many responses. Thank you if you are someone who submitted a suggestion. And what I did was I went through and I tallied them all up and I chose the 10 most popular or the 10 most frequently suggested specialties, because those are the specialties that you and my audience are wanting to know more about. And that's how I chose the specialties that will that we'll feature in this Takeovers series. So you will, in a little bit, hear um, from one of our Takeovers guests. And just so that you know, the way that we recorded these, we recorded these as an asynchronous interview, meaning that I gave questions to our guests and they recorded their responses. So rather than a back and forth conversation, what you're going to hear is some stitched together audio from our guest answering the questions that I posed to them. So 
so it should be pretty easy to follow and should basically come across as a narrative of a behind-the-scenes look at this person's day-to-day life and how they got into their specialty and they and what they um, recommend for future people who are interested in the specialty. So I, like I said, I'm very excited. I, I really want to know what you think about this. I hope that you enjoy this kind of new way uh, of seeing into the lives of everyday nurse practitioners like you, because I really think that in order for us to make good decisions about what direction we want to go in with our with our career, we need to have this exposure and we need to learn about what's available to us in the workplace. And um, especially if you've had, you know, just a handful of clinical uh, experiences or, or they were all focused in one area, you may not even have ever been exposed to some of these specialties. So hopefully this gives you more information that you need to make good decisions about what is next for you. So we're going to dive right in. I hope that you enjoy this interview and I can't wait to hear what you think. Hi, my name is Patricia Delgado, and I am a dermatology nurse practitioner from Tampa, Florida. I work for a medium-sized practice here in Tampa, and I also work for the research department of the same practice. So I not only get to work in clinical, aesthetic, and surgical dermatology, but I also get to break my day up with research visits that involve many different specialties, which is awesome. I am the founder and president of the Florida chapter of the Dermatology Nurses Association and the membership director of the Tampa Bay Advanced Practice Nurses Council. I've precepted a couple of PA students for a school in South Carolina, and I also precept for nurse practitioner students uh, and current nurse practitioners that are in the Florida Atlantic University Postgraduate Dermatology Certificate Program. And of course, I've precepted a couple of students from my alma mater, the University of Central Florida, or UCF. And I also currently volunteer for UCF as a night nurse mentor. So I get to mentor senior nursing students in their last year of nursing school just to help them get acquainted with looking for jobs, um, resume work interviews, and how to get through the training when they start their first job out of nursing school. I've been working in dermatology since I've been a nurse practitioner, so for the past six years. And the way that I got into it was that I I had a feeling that I would really enjoy dermatology when I was in my master's program. So I asked UCF if I could please do some of my clinical hours in a site that was at a dermatology clinic. And they agreed to let me complete half of my practicum hours, so half of my final hours in a dermatology clinic. So that was basically really the only experience I had prior to graduating, and I got very blessed or fortunate, however you want to consider it, because that same clinic was actually expanding, and they had just opened a new office. And basically about the time that I graduated was when that second office was needing a second nurse practitioner. And they actually happened to need a nurse practitioner that spoke Spanish. And I happened to speak Spanish. And and I since I had done my clinicals there, they figured, well, you I already knew the system. I already kind of knew the flow of the practice. I really enjoyed it. I got along with the staff. And so they basically offered me the job. 
um, once I started the job, it was really just on the job training. Um, I just basically followed the physician around for about two months. I was asking the other nurse practitioner many, many questions and reading a ton. And after two months of the training, I was on my own and seeing patients Monday through Friday by myself. My APRN specialty is adult gerontology primary care. And while I was in school, I, since I had an idea that I wanted to do dermatology, I figured I should at least experience it first just to make sure that I really liked it. So I asked UCF for my university if I could complete some of my clinical hours in dermatology, which they said was fine and, and that's how it worked out. Um, I know many programs don't allow this, especially if it's the family nurse practitioner programs, just because they need to, there's a lot more information to to put into the program because you have to do the OB rotation and the pediatrics rotation. But there are alternatives to get some experience in dermatology if your school isn't allowing you to get those clinicals. So, so you know, if you're not able to, don't be discouraged. A typical day for me begins at 8 a.m. and my last patient is scheduled at 3.50 p.m. Usually on the schedule, there's about 28 to 32 patients actually on it, but as far as how many I see, it'll be anywhere between 24 to 28, depending on how many no-shows or cancellations or reschedules there are. And then in between the dermatology patients, there'll be the occasional research patient as well. Those are not on my clinical schedule. They're, the research schedule is kind of separate. So there's days when I'm kind of boom, 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 seeing patients, and one of the research coordinators will come up to me and say, hey, Patricia, um, we have a, a screening visit, or we have the patient here for a psoriasis study, you know, so I kind of have to jump into those rooms or somehow coordinate and we make it work. But, but yeah, it's, it's a good mix. Um, as far as my clinical patients go, there's no certain days for me as far as surgeries or cosmetics or anything like that. I can, we kind of just fit them in where I have time. Uh, as far as physician oversight goes, I'm, I'm the only healthcare provider in the office that's seeing patients. My supervising physician is in another office, so I really just, I don't see him uh, ever, but he does sign off on my charts and he does sign my pathology reports and my lab results after I have signed them. My team is awesome. It consists of two medical assistants and every once in a while, if the schedule is extra busy, they might send a third one. And by they, I mean the management of the practice. And um, yeah, so without my medical assistants, I would not be able to work as efficiently as I do but I'm blessed to work in such a, a great atmosphere with my coworkers. As far as my overall work schedule, I am the rare advanced practice provider that works five days a week, Monday through Friday. Most of the advanced practice providers at my practice work four days a week, and a couple, I think, only work three days a week. Um, we do not work weekends, although there is one or maybe two of us that will take, will work a Saturday, but that's basically optional. If we want to work a Saturday, we can, but I do not. Um, my workday, like I said before, is 
8 a.m. is my first patient. My last patient would be scheduled at 3.50 p.m. And again, some of the other providers, their schedules will, will vary a little bit. Just, you know, some have to take their kids to school. So their day might start at 8.30 or at 9 a.m. And then they might work until 4 p.m. or 5 or 5.30. Um, as far as holidays go, we get Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day, Easter, New Year's Day, Labor Day. And I think there's another bank holiday in there somewhere that we also get. I forgot. Um, PTO or pay time off, about three to four weeks generally. And that's about it for the overall work schedule. We And like I said, we do not work weekends and we do not work evenings. Um, at this specific practice, though, it's worth mentioning that the it, the advanced practice providers basically rotate receiving the on-call phone for a whole month, but there are quite a few of us. So I already had my time last year in December. And so now it's kind of going through all the new people that have been hired and then it's going to make its way all the way back around to the veterans. And it might not be for a couple of years that I get the on-call phone again. So yes. So as far as the stress environment goes, I would definitely describe it as low stress, especially for me. Um, I worked five years in critical care before going into dermatology as a nurse practitioner, so I was definitely used to more stressful environments. Um, something else that's worth mentioning is that there are other advanced practice providers in my practice that have, you know, almost 40 patients on their schedule each day, um, or they'll block less time for surgeries. Um, you know, you can make your day basically as busy as you want it to be. So I specifically kind of cap off at 32 patients on my schedule. And that's with me knowing that there are going to be people that don't show up or that call to reschedule or that cancel. So that will kind of dwindle it down a little bit more and give me time and the bandwidth to accept walk-ins or the occasional, I say occasional, the frequent patient that comes in on the wrong day or at the wrong time, or they come to the wrong office because our practice actually has 23 different locations. So I really don't like to send people away for any reason. So if they're here, I'll see them. So it's, it's nice to have kind of a thinner schedule than super crowded so that I can be more flexible. So my favorite part about working in dermatology, I would say, is definitely how much education I get to do every day. I really love seeing patients' aha moments, you know, and teaching uh, people how to take care of their skin for dry skin, for acne, for cosmetic reasons, whatever the case might be uh, to decrease their risk of skin cancer, um, teaching patients about general sun protection, just everything. I really love being able to, to just educate all day long. Um, I also just love when I see a patient and I'm treating them for something, we have a follow-up in two to three weeks or three to four weeks. Um, you know, and I get to see them back and see whether or not they're doing better, how much better. I've had a couple of patients actually be completely clear and they tell me I came to my appointment because I just wanted to say thank you. And it's just such a great feeling to have this continuity of care and be able to follow patients on their journeys with their skin. And it's it's something that means so much to to so many people. And so when you can just do what, you know, 
you or I might consider something small, like getting rid of a wart or clearing someone's pimples. To that person, it means the world. And it just really makes it so fulfilling every single day. As far as desirable skills for nurse practitioners in dermatology goes, I would say number one is communication skills and education skills. So you're basically educating patients all day long on all the different uh, diagnoses that you might come across each day. You're dealing with a lot of different personalities. So being able to kind of adjust your education style is also important. Uh, and also our schedules are, are pretty pretty full most of the time. Um, so you have to be able to be concise with what you're trying to express, but also be able to communicate it in a way where that certain patient can understand. Um, other desirable skills would be enjoying working with your hands because there are a lot of procedures and also being flexible because a lot of dermatology practices, especially the larger ones, will send their advanced practice providers to different offices. So, for example, some of the providers in my practice, you know, for two days, they might go to North Tampa office. For two days, they might go to South Tampa office or every other day they're in the Clearwater office, etc. In my case, I am only in my Havana office because of the research component. So, so I feel very blessed also that I get to stay here with my team all week long. But definitely the flexibility part is pretty common as far as being something that uh, employers of dermatology practices will expect. My first piece of advice for students or other APRNs who might be interested in working in dermatology would be first and foremost to shadow a nurse practitioner in dermatology. Um, if you're in your master's program, see if you can do some clinicals. Um, if you could actually shadow a couple of different nurse practitioners, that would be ideal just because, as I mentioned before, some of us have different types of schedules. Some of us are more aesthetics-based. Some do more surgeries. In my case, I have the mix with the research as well. So getting a feel for kind of all the aspects would be ideal for you. Um, also, to become a little more familiar with what we see in dermatology, I highly encourage you to check out some conferences. My personal favorites are the Maui Derm NPPA Conference, uh, the Dermatology Nurses Association Annual Convention, the Society of Dermatology Physician Assistant Conferences are really good. And here in Florida, we have the FSDPA, which is also excellent. So it's the Florida chapter of the Society of Dermatology Physician Assistants. Um, read books about it. Talk to people about it. Also, networking with pharmaceutical reps is also a great opportunity to learn about the industry. Um, yeah, so, you know, network, build relationships with people already in the field just to really, you know, see if you like it. If you are passionate about working in dermatology, don't be discouraged by those job postings that say they require two years of dermatology experience. There are a lot of dermatology practices that actually prefer new grads straight out of nurse practitioner school because they get to train you from the ground up. And also, if you're a nursing student, I know you don't want to hear this, but bedside nursing experience is invaluable. It will toughen you up. It'll thicken your skin. It'll build your character and really build your confidence with skills, with aseptic technique, sterile technique. It'll 
really just build your confidence in, in talking to patients, in therapeutic communication, dealing with different healthcare providers. So I actually really do recommend for nursing students to get some experience working in the hospital, you know, working as a nurse, you know, even if it's not in the hospital, before you actually move on to become a nurse practitioner. Nurse practitioners who are graduating from the master's program, there are a lot of opportunities also in other specialties to learn about dermatology. So don't feel like just because you got your first job in another specialty that you can't transition into dermatology later. If anyone is interested in learning more about dermatology or research, please feel free to connect with me on social media. My Instagram is patricia.dcnp, and my clinical username, which is actually in Spanish, is doctor with an A, so doctora dot Patricia. And my website, in case you are interested in booking coaching sessions or if you're interested in scheduling a day to shadow me, is Patricia, M as in Mary, Delgado, dnp.com. I am also on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn as well. Thank you so much, Amanda, for having me. This has been fun. I love talking about nursing. I love talking about dermatology and maybe on another occasion I can talk about research. Thank you, everyone. Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it all the way to the end. If you found today's episode helpful, would you take a minute and give me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts? It will truly help other nurses find this show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.